0: All right, ladies and gents, uh, specifically the ladies. Ever have really severe PMS cramps? Wondering what you could do to get that fixed? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. Let's check it out.
1: Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of
0: Business Bros. What up, ladies? Woo! There we go. There we go. All right, ladies and gents, we got a good one for you guys today. Uh, you know, being male, it's kind of hard to deal with this stuff, but uh, I'm going to learn a lot here today. All right. So today's guest, uh, taboos about menstruation are about, old, are about as old as menstruation itself. But in the 21st century, it's time uh, for all that to change. Over 80% of women suffer from uncomfortable symptoms before and during periods until now. The response from the medical community and society as a whole has been, well, that's just part of being a woman and deal with it. After years of research and working with clinical patients, our guest has developed an effective all-natural line of products to help make periods better, period. Period. She wants to start a new conversation about periods. Change is possible, better periods are possible, and she envisions a world without period shame, anxiety, and suffering. So welcome to the show, Kristen Karchmer. Oh, and awesome. to all Thank by myself, you. I gotta give you, hold on, I gotta give you the, the respect you deserve. There you go. Now you're welcome to the show.
2: (laughs) That's so awesome. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, Quick correction, Kirsten, not Kirsten. Sorry, Kirsten. Everybody makes that mistake. So, Yes, not a big deal. Literally, I really will answer to anything. In fact, most people call me Pixie because they always say I like go put Pixie Dust on things. But anyways, (laughs) uh, I'm so excited to be here and sort of talk about the intersection of business, entrepreneurship, and periods. Yeah, it's
0: it's a uh, it's definitely something that I've never personally had to deal with myself. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I've been with my wife for 20 years, so I've I've been one of those side seat drivers when it comes to dealing with menstruation. Uh, but yeah. I know there are plenty of women out there who really like when this time hits, it is it is just dramatic. It's very traumatic for them. They, they're they very uncomfortable. Um, life seems to not be as fun. They can't do certain things. It's just a whole different change. It's nine days for that week that that happens or, or however many days uh, uh, they have that flow. Uh, tell me a little bit about your background and how you got to this point.
2: So I was a reproductive acupuncturist for about 20 years. Um, during that time, I helped I don't know, well over 10,000 infertile women to have babies naturally. And during that time, I was really interested in figuring out, like, what is real integrative medicine? So my training was in Western medicine and in Chinese medicine. And I was really curious about, like, where's the intersection of Western medicine, Chinese medicine, behavior science, nutrition, mind, body? And what if we put it all through one filter? And what I realized is working with infertility patients was that actually the menstrual cycle provided the most robust diagnostic information for free, that we could tell so much about a woman's health by the length of her cycle, how much bleeding she had, the color of the blood, the quality of the blood, how much cervical discharge she had at ovulation, how much PMS she had, and what kind, because, you know, what most people don't know is that there's 40 different symptoms that are associated with just with PMS. And it really is a big problem that pretty much nobody wants to talk about like last year, 82% of women who went to their gynecologist reported life interrupting menstrual pain and PMS. 82. So globally, that's 2 billion women.
0: Wait, life interrupting, life interrupting. Yeah. So we have about a 52% of our audience is male. Can you like really break down what that means so we can kind of get an idea? What's life interrupting menstrual pain?
2: So um, so menstrual cramps, if you have daughters, menstrual cramps are the number one reason that girls miss school. So this is a big problem because we can't educate girls. Um, we can't help them to transcend their position in society and have access to power and also make an, a contribution to society as adults. Um, one in three women will miss work or have significant decreased productivity at work because of their periods. Um, 7 million women in the U.S. have PMDD, which is a very severe kind of PMS. It's not PMS, but it looks like PMS. Um, More women have that than infertility. 30% of them will have a suicide attempt because of it. And yet, only 4% of research dollars have been spent on specifically on women's health diseases like these.
0: Is it because it's it's not really curable per se? I mean, it's something that happens – every month. It's part of the reproductive cycle. There's, it's not going away. You can't really stop it from, from coming. Uh, is that one of the reasons why it doesn't get the funding or doesn't get the research that is needed? It's more like, you know, we're going to, we're, uh, for, you know, no pun intended, we're just going to put a bandaid on this and kind of plug it yes. and keep going.
2: Well, first of all, like please pun as much as possible because there's nothing more that I love than a pun, even a bad one. Um, <laughs> and there's so many in my field so take your best swings um so i think there's a lot of reasons i think that um first of all you know i, I was a former linguist in my first career and and as part of the work that i did for my book seeing red is when i heard how many women were sick with their period and the severity of it even though i had been working with women for 20 years i was like well how is language Effects, affected how we relate with periods today. And so I went back and I read everything ever written about periods and menstruating um, people. Some people don't identify as female. And um, what I was surprised to find is that for the first 1,500 years of written language, nothing, actually nothing was written. It's complete radio silence. And then the first thing I found was in the Bible, in the book of Leviticus, it said, that thing is so vile, it's as vile as a menstruating woman or the devil. I was like, fuck, that's the first thing ever said about menstruation in written <laughs> language. Right after that, Aristotle, who's the greatest thinker of all time by many, said, women are the inferior species because they menstruate, they're feeble. Wow! They only contribute the serum to reproduction. This is before the the, uh, the discovery of the ovum. and But that was the prevailing medical theory about women from the third until the 17th century. And so I think that both men and women have been conditioned since the beginning of time that Um, menstruating makes you inferior. It makes you filthy. It's something shameful. It's something that you should be secluded for, that you're unclean. You need to go and have a ritual purification afterwards. And so because of that, the shame has kept women from talking about it. In fact, I was just talking to a woman the other day and she says, I regularly pass out from my period every month. And she's like, but I don't even talk to my doctor about it because my doctor's like, I don't know, you got really bad luck. We can give you a hysterectomy or we can put you on oral contraceptives to control it. And so I think that all of us, like every person with a period has been stifled in one way or the other about periods. And I think that that's part of the problem. And what's what the scary thing is, is that menstrual disease. That's what I call this whole PMS cramping, polycystic ovarian syndrome, endometriosis. All of those are highly correlated with the diseases that kill women and that are chronic problems like diabetes, heart disease, like um, estrogen dependent cancers, stroke, and then with PMDD, even suicide and depression. So we think that we can just like, suffer through it. That's what most women say Though I just suffer through it. But what they don't realize is that actually, these are correlated with long term health problems. They are early indicators that while you might not have a disease state, something is really wrong with the entire system. Mm. And so if you, that's, that's the biggest breakdown. You said, why aren't our doctors? Why is there not more reason? Because there's no cure for it. It's because with conventional medicine, we're still stuck in the routine of looking at symptoms, as opposed to systems.
0: Yeah, you know, that's, so that's if totally true. Ha- That's totally true. I mean, uh, even from a male perspective, uh, you talked about the shame that women have, uh, through the, the period cycle, uh, things, something as simple as, you know, they're worried about it going through into their pants and, uh, having to go to the restroom and change, uh, products, you know, during, during that time, um, the uncomfortableness of bloating, like it is very much for a woman's side is very much a a shame thing that happens on the male side. We're kind of, we, I think, for the most part, we take that fearful approach. We don't know how to help because there is no yep. way, there is nothing that we can do during that time that will alleviate the pain. We can try to lighten your load, uh, you know, we can try to, you know, bring you something warm to drink, give you your space, you know, bring you chocolate. I, I have no idea. Like, we don't understand that aspect as males, so we fear it right? We don't even yeah. talk about it. We don't bring it up. Um, and there, I know a lot of males who won't even buy products at the store for their significant other for fear of making a mistake or looking awkward or whatever. Or looking There's, weird, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean- uh, you know my, my daughter is uh, is 11. she hasn't had her period yet but I can tell it's coming soon and so we've had a lot of discussions with her about what it is I, I you know I, I hear so many horror stories from like my mother-in-law, my mom you know where growing up there was no discussion about it. So, when yeah. this finally happens to them, they feel like they're dying. They don't know what's going on. They just have this you know blood coming out, and they don't know what to do. They don't know what it is. No one's ever told them about it. And I think that mm-hmm. triggers that shame that you're talking about, that fear now they have to talk about this thing that's weird that's happening to them that nobody ever told them about. you know, and it it's definitely it's 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 got a stigma about it. Um, and you're trying to shape that conversation. You're trying to yes. curve it and say, Well, look, take a look at what comes out of your body. What color is it? What texture does it have? For the most part, women aren't doing that. Women are just kind of like, let's change it and let's get going. But you're saying there's more to that?
2: Well, I think that a couple of things. Like one, I think that like you are at a perfect position to make a huge difference in the life of your daughter by just talking about it with her already before. she has her period, and like my daughter just got her period. She loves that I'm always telling the story, um, but it was really cool because I mean she knows what I do for a living, and you know there's lots of very open conversation in our house. But she comes home from school and she says, "I says like, mom." And it's like, how's your day? And she's like, well, into science, and then this happened, and then that happened, et cetera, et cetera. And she's like, I got my period. And I was like, what? What, you got your period? Oh my God, I'm so excited. So I started hugging her, I'm crying, you know, because it's my thing, it's my only daughter. And she's like, oh, mama, I knew you were gonna be like this, God. And I took her back and I held her by the shoulders and I looked at her and I was like, I am being like this because this is the fucking coolest day in the world. Because today <laughs> you can make a human Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. you can make a human out of two cells. That's what that means. So I want to go celebrate. Like she likes good food, you know. I was like, anywhere you want in the whole city. Let's go have a big fucking party. And she was like, okay, okay. Um, Chick Fil A. And I was like, no, really? baby, like something good. <laughs>
1: Anywhere.
2: Anywhere. Right? <laughs> and she's like, I just, and I, I forget, like, when you get your period, sometimes you crave really junky shit, you know? And, and she's like, I just really want chick and I'm like, maybe it's your day. But that compared to this, like, I've had so many women say, like, when I got my period, no one had talked to me that that was going to happen. And in fact, even today in the US, 30% of girls, when they get their period, no one has mentioned that that was going to happen. And this woman told me who she actually worked for me. She said she got her period. She didn't know what was going on. She thought she had cancer. She started using her socks as menstrual supplies. And she would throw her socks away. And her mom was like, damn it, where are all your socks? And she was too ashamed to tell her. And this woman now is 35 years old. She's like, I still never told my mom all that. And she would steal money out of her mom's purse to buy pads at school because she was too, she figured out that, you know, everything. But she's like too embarrassed even to ask. But the mom had to know this was going on. And even the mom was too ashamed to bring it up. Yeah. And so.
0: It's it's funny. Uh, so so you're you're on TikTok. So if you guys want to follow uh, Kirsten, there's her stuff on TikTok. And I saw this TikTok video that uh, when I was watching it with my wife, and and the lady is like, you know, my uh, when I was a kid, um, you know, my mom embarrassed me. I got my period, and she told everybody about about the mm-hmm. day I got my period, and I was so embarrassed. I had promised I would never do that to my daughter. And so when she got her period, she she shows this beautiful box that she put together with products. And bath soaps mm. and all these beautiful things, right? And then at the end of the clip, she shows she shows her giving it to her daughter. And my wife was like, "Oh, how beautiful!" And as a male, I sat back and I was like, "But she did exactly what her mom did to her. <laughs> she did it to the whole world. She shared that same story. I, I don't understand the irony, but you know. But I guess I guess the thing here was uh, she actually explained it to her ahead of time, so it was a little bit more of an open thing to be able to talk about versus the shame part when you're when you have that open communication when your daughter had her period for her it was no big deal because mom had been talking about it the whole time mom had already showed her this is what you do this is part of your life mm-hmm. this is what it means so for her it was just another part of her day she was like yeah, yeah it's just another thing but for many women or for many girls when they graduate to that that status there's fear and there is that shame you know and yes. and being able to have that discussion um it's not something that you can easily have with other people it should be something you have with the people who are closest to you and that's yes. that's a tough conversation to have kind of going backwards a generation if you can get mm-hmm. to you know the the parents or the grandparents now then maybe those kids, we can break the cycle going forward. I love how you're doing that on TikTok. It's it's a, it's bringing out a different light and hitting people early on to avoid this and break the cycle, pun you intended. Know, I,
2: yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, I, I just got on TikTok one week ago and got 13,000 followers in one week. Wow. And so what that tells me is that people want to know. They have a lot of questions. And and they were asking so many questions that I was like, I'm gonna have to just do a TikTok Live every single day to answer questions because I can't keep up with the comments. And, um, and I was so happy for that because that way I get to just like, help young women, middle-aged women, older women through this process that they're going through with grace and dignity and, and information. And, and I think it's really fascinating. Like so many 11 year old girls have reached out to me and said, I'm about to get my first period. Do you have any tips to get ready? Which like just makes me want to cry, you know, and, um or you know, my mom won't let me use tampons because I'm 12 years old. And um, she says, I have to wait till I get married. And I said, well, bring your mom into live and we'll like, you know, have a three-way conversation and she'll do it. And we can just explore it. Like, let's bring all of these conversations out into the open. And how do we empower women to have access to care? How do we transform the way that they think about their periods from a curse, which most women will tell you, like my period's a curse to actually your menstrual cycle is an instrument of unfair advantage So like let me, every let, month. Go ahead. I've, I've
0: known you for a total of almost 17 minutes and you seem like you have fun talking about periods. So, you know, throwing it on TikTok and making it something that's not shameful to talk about. That's actually fun to talk about. So I'm going to ask you from my daughter's perspective. I did get yep. her pads for her first period. Why not? Tampons. I mean, I from from, you know, from my standpoint, I'm like, well, if I get the drainage plugged, I think it would be easier than if I wait for it to come out.
2: So I think that like I think pads are perfectly appropriate for a first time menstruator. Um, I think that asking them is what's really important. Like, mm-hmm. you know, these are the things that you can use. You can use tampons and showing them even if you're just online, like showing mm-hmm. these are, ta- these are pads. This is how you use it. These are tampons. It goes inside your body and it, and you know, you show them a little video of it. These are period pants, which is like the new thing that you can just bleed into. It's like a pad built into it, which I've mm-hmm. never used, but they seem pretty cool. And then now they have these menstrual cups, which is like a tampon, but it's a Silicon cup that goes inside the vagina that catches everything. I think it's the greatest invention ever because you never have, it's just, it's not disposable. You reuse it, you wash it. So you use it, it catches all the blood, you pour the blood out, you rinse it out with water and you stick it back in. But I think that anytime we can empower young women to have agency and choice, we're giving them, so that's like, these are all the options. What do you think would be best for you Hmm. to try when you first get your period? And she might say, I wanna try the Diva Cup and say, have you ever found the, the opening to your vagina? Do you know where the opening to your vagina is? Most girls do not know. They're like oh. some girls will even tell me they're like I didn't even know that there was another hole down there, like Ooh. eleven year olds. They're like I thought there was the pee hole and the poop hole only, and like actually there's a third hole. And like what? <sighs> I'm like, yeah, there's a third hole. That's where the blood's gonna come out. And they're like what? <laughs> and so that's these a are the that's a good
0: conversation to have. Like I I never would think to even ask my daughter that. First of all, it's I feel a little awkward at first, but having that conversation again is 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 important. That's a great question to have. Do you know that there's another hole down there? That's
2: yeah. And you it blows could show my mind and, video.
0: Yeah. That, it, even, it blows if my mind. Like,
2: even if you know, it's like, even if you're just like, Hey, I interviewed this lady, she's t- talking about periods the whole time. It's pretty interesting. You want to watch it with me? It might like, I thought it was really interesting. And then you don't even have to do the work of it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Then you can have a conversation afterwards after I break the ice for you. You know what I mean?
0: She's a huge and, uh, TikToker too. I mean, she loves being on, on that space. So I'm going to have her follow you and get some questions answered right there too. I mean, yeah, think of it, it as a, as a fun parenting tool. I mean, this platform of TikTok, you can spend hours being lost in it. But every once in a while, you find people that are sharing some great stuff. I mean, I, I saved a guy the other day who taught me how to make uh, shrimp fried rice. I saved some people who uh, put some stuff together to like organize their garage. I mean, just to have useful information on these uh, entertainment platforms, are, it, it, this topic is huge. And like you said, the 13,000 followers in a week, that's absolute proof that people have questions.
2: It's nuts. I mean, I couldn't believe it. Like, I did have one video go viral, um, like, the third day, and it's pretty funny. You should actually show it because it, it's actually very funny. This, I, there's a thing on TikTok called a duet for those people who are not on TikTok where you can take somebody else's video, and then you're kind of, like, responding to that video, and um, I came across this guy, um, Brandon Walsh, who's very funny, and he's, like, he starts off the video saying... My sister said that having menstrual cramps is getting worse, is worse than getting kicked in the nuts. And he gets kicked in the nuts. He's like, oh, (laughs) and he's like, so I decided to try a cramp simulator to see if it was true. And then they hook up this cramp simulator and then he's like, Jesus Christ or something. (laughs) It's really funny. And so I'm like commenting next to it. It got 1.4 million views.
0: Wow. Wow. That's super impressive.
2: It was really interesting though, because So many guys were arguing with me saying, no way, menstrual cramps are not worse than getting kicked in the nuts. Like 27,000 guys commented the exact same comment. Like it is not worse. They were going to war with me over it. But, you know, I think the thing about TikTok, somebody, a marketer told me this the other day, which I thought was a great explanation of platforms. She said, Facebook is about who you know. Instagram is how beautiful you can make it. And TikTok is about how real you can be. It's like, that's why you're so good on TikTok because you're not afraid to be real about something that everybody else is afraid to be real about.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I love that analogy. I think I'm going to steal that one. That, that's that's it's a good. clip right there. I'm I'm time stamping at 21 minutes. That's a good clip right there. Um, I, I want to know a little bit more about what you're doing to help. Uh, you know, w- one thing is bringing awareness, right? Being able yep. to just flat out talk about it. But then the other side is, You know, talking about it doesn't take away the pain. And as far as, you know, I'm going to throw this out here. Um, I don't know what it's like to have menstrual cramps, but I do know what it's like to get kicked in the nuts. That does hurt. But I think that same cramping feeling that we feel when we get kicked in the nuts, it hurts, it sucks, it goes away. The difference is with a woman, they feel that consistently for a week. And I think that's the differentiator. Yeah. And then every month, you know that it's coming every month. Whereas, yeah. uh, you know, kicking the nuts, you might happen one time and it sucks, but that's just a taste of it, I think. Um, so, but, but so the pain is there. The, the flow is still coming. That's not going away. No matter how much we talk about it, it's still part of the cycle. What are you doing to help women in and, um, you know, before, during and after that, that cycle?
2: So that's the fun part, actually. I mean, this is actually, it's all really fun. But um, so, so um, we're building uh, the first period tracker that can help women fix their period. So there's about 300, at least, period trackers. A um, hundred um, million women track their periods every single month on an app. Um, period trackers can allow you to use user-collected data to predict ovulation when your period's going to come. And we using leveraging sort of what I learned about how to understand, like if a woman has menstrual cramps, I want to know everything else that's going on with not only her period, her temperatures, her diet, how much she's sleeping, how much water she's consuming, how much she's exercising, how much stress she's under and how she's managing her mind. All of that forms an ecosystem that is diagnostically relevant to me as a whole system, not as a piece. So in Western medicine, if somebody has, you know, painful periods or dysmenorrhea, we can give them painkillers, we can give them birth control to suppress it. But from our point of view, what we're building is software that looks at the whole system as a piece and then uses it diagnostically. So you're like, oh, this person has cramps, but they also have, they're over exercising, they're actually like their diet needs a lot of work, they're not sleeping enough. These are all the factors that are going on. How do we use the combination of behavioral health paired with customized Chinese herbs to give this extremely customized solution that allows for us to like, say there's 10 problems, like they're not exercising, they're drinking too much alcohol, they're drinking too much coffee, their diet's bad, they don't sleep, they're fatigued, they have anxiety, insomnia, and they've got a bunch of menstrual problems. You can't just give people a new life. You can't just say like, here's your new life, start that because nobody can do that. So what we're building is a software that looks at that whole ecosystem. It's like, okay, there's 10 problems here we need to fix. How are they related? And what's the order of operations to fix them? And that if we follow that order of operations, one behavior change unlocks the next behavior change. Mm -hmm. So for example, if they're having debilitating menstrual pain and PMS, that means half of the month they're kind of out of commission. Those people cannot make behavior change, right? They're trying to survive those two weeks before and during their period. So you, you use like Chinese herbs to get them out of their crisis for their PMS and their menstrual pain while you start introducing small, easy behavior changes that are in the right order. Now, and suddenly you get these profound changes in their overall health. So, so, but these sound like, uh,
0: and, and, you know, this is going to sound a little weird cause I always use these same types of type of analogies, but it sounds like you need to develop good habits. Right, some of these habits yep. um, that we've developed as as human beings, whether it's our diet, whether it's our exercise, whether it's our you know alcohol consumption, whatever it is, they have profound effects on what happens inside our bodies. And if yep. we, you know, if you don't have that health in line, if you're not making sure that you have a a, a regimented or a disciplined uh, lifestyle, and I know there's a lot of people out there that don't like that word discipline, right? But if you yep. don't have that you're going to suffer the consequences of what happens inside your body. And, and yeah. what you're explaining here, doesn't mean that they don't have uh, per se, like, you know, that they don't exercise. Maybe during this time you're exercising too much. You know, it's not that you can't drink coffee. Maybe it's during this time or leading up to your period, you know, you should cut down on it maybe switch to tea or something. I don't know. Uh, but you're, you're, what you're describing here are, are – are more than just take this pill or take this shot and you know, you're squared away. These are, these are daily habits and routines that you want to help women implement on a regular basis. And I think it's going to have more of an effect if you do this than just the menstrual cramps.
2: Well, of course, because again, moving from symptom to system. And when you fix the symptom, the system, everything gets better, Mm -hmm. right? So if you understand, Oh, how do all these pieces, pieces relate to each other? Like if like, sometimes people will have like really bad cramping for the first two days, um, but not too much blood. So two problems, a lot of cramping and not enough blood. And so you might, you might think, well, there's not enough blood. Let's make more blood. So maybe we introduce more iron rich foods, but if we introduce more iron rich foods and make more blood before we get rid of the clotting, instead of making more blood, we actually make more clots and we make the cramping worse.
0: Mm -hmm. And so that could be right. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. You know, I'm a male. And if I tell my wife, hey, the reason why you have so much pain is because you're not drinking enough water or you're not exercising enough, she's going to give me the finger and tell me to get out of her face. Right. It's not the easiest conversation to have, um, even though I'm coming from a place where I want to help. I mean, like, look, I saw this lady on TikTok. She told me that, you know, if if you're, if you're having a lot of cramps and you're not bleeding enough, you should probably, you know, like drink some more water or something. (laughs) I'm telling you, it's going to be a weird conversation. How do I, how do, how do we approach that conversation? How should I, uh, maybe from a male's perspective or do I share it? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to give males some advice to help their female counterparts to get through this or to adapt or to modify or to create new habits.
2: So I think there's a couple of things like, um, The difference between because it's like there isn't a one again, we are so myopically focused from a Western point of view, like, oh, if you have cramps, how do you fix the cramps Mm -hmm. and the way to fix the cramps? You have to do it in a personalized way because there's lots of different combinations of habits that will produce that. And, um, and so the way, you know, the best what we do is like we collect all that data and use technology to sift through it, like what we used to do manually in our clinic. So if you're a man and your mate has really bad PMS, PMDD, menstrual problems, whatever the problems are, right? The easiest thing for you to do is let me do the work. Mm. So you can send them to our website at foreverbrazen.com. There's a lot of information on the blog. You can send them to my TikTok and they can join live. And they can ask every question, like I'm on live every single day for almost an hour. Um, we have a couple hundred people showing up. It's really a good time. They can email me personally at Kirsten.Karchmer at Forever Raisin. Happy to jump on the phone with people. Um, it's my mission to have a situation in which when my daughter's daughter is like 10 years old, she's going to be hanging out with her friend and she's going to say, you know, when my grandmother was little, women used to really suffer from their periods. Yeah. And um, and they would like, they had really bad periods and they would cry and stay home from work. And like, it was really, really bad. And the friend's going to say like, no that's way, that's weird.
0: fake news. That's weird. That's fake news. <laughs> that's right? a good mission so to have. That's a definitely a good mission to have. I'm
2: literally willing to do anything to end the misery of any woman on the planet who's suffering that I can get my hands on.
0: All right, Kirsten, let's do two truths and a lie. And now I'm scared to do this with you because uh, oh, you're going to drop some this. knowledge on me. <laughs> Here we go. All right. So simple rules. You're gonna tell me two truths and a lie, and I'm gonna to try to guess the lie. You ready? Okay. Go for yes. it.
2: Yes. Okay. First one. Women have more desire or less desire for sex during their period.
0: Okay. Um, that's one. That's one. Or do you
2: answer right away or do you answer at the end? Um. Do I
0: tell you all. You ones? know what? Let's do it this way. It, it, with you, we'll do we'll do a uh, truth or lie. So I'm gonna go with. Truth on this one.
2: Truth increase. Well, I said either or. Say so, uh, um, yes. Yeah, so actually, even though for almost a century, science told women that they did not like to have sex during their period. Actually, for many women, like more than forty percent of women, they have their highest uh, point of sexual desire during their period. Um, okay, another one. Um, the average woman has a period of fifty-one. Uh, excuse me, four hundred and fifty uh, months.
0: In their life? In their life. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to go with true?
2: True, yes. 450 months. So about 40 years they menstruate.
0: Wow. That's a lot of time in cramp mode. So guys just throwing it out there. That's like getting kicked in the balls for 40 years. (laughs) That's a lot. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Newfound respect there. Yes.
2: Thank perspective.
0: You. All right. One more, one more, one more.
2: Um, I have this thing. I never lie. I like, it's my, my ethical thing. So I'm like, have to like come up with one, um, that may be a lie or not be a lie.
0: <laughs> What's well, hard if you tell me, if you tell me it's not mm-hmm. a lie, it's kind of hard. I know. I just ruined
2: the game. I'm sorry. <laughs> I suck at this game.
0: That's okay. It's <laughs> okay. Tell me one more stat that, that is, that sounds pretty interesting that, that, uh, maybe a a male can benefit from knowing?
2: Well, I think that the biggest stat is that while 80% of women are suffering every single month, um, the reality is, is that the majority of them don't have to. Wow. So like in our, even just, even just with the formulas that we developed, um, without the technology, like it will be so much better when the the app hasn't launched yet. Um, but even just with that women had 70% improvement over in two months of like severe, like I'm throwing up and passing out for my period. And so I think the thing is, is that like, no matter how bad they're suffering, there are solutions that can start helping them right now. And, um, I mean, I think that the stat, like one of the things you asked, which I thought was so good at the beginning of the show is like, you know, men, they don't even know what to do. Um, One, you can come to my live and ask any question because I found that actually men really do want to know about periods, but they're too scared. They're going to get their asses kicked, right? Because when they want to ask the question, that's when their their mate is really suffering. But then like, man, I'm getting my teeth kicked in if I bring this up. So Mm -hmm. you can come to my live at four central every day and ask all the questions privately and then I can answer them for you. And, um, and the other thing is like, you know, just the only thing you really have to do is just have empathy. Just imagine if you just got we're getting kicked in the nuts over and over, like what would feel good to you would probably feel good to her. And I'm telling you, that is the biggest like relationship builder, like just empathy around her suffering around her period will build so much rapport, like you'll get lots of favors probably for that. Can't I, I, everyone,
0: but my no, I, I hope so. But you're, you're exactly right. It's it's having that empathy and understanding what they're going through. Kirsten, I've had a blast, period. Me too. Like It's been a fun one. So I, you know, I, I am definitely going to head over to TikTok and follow you here in a second. I'm going to have my daughter follow you awesome. in a second. I'm going to definitely recommend it to my wife uh, and uh, we'll see where it goes from there. At least get some questions answered. Uh, real quick before we head out, tell me what's at uh, foreverbrazen.com.
2: So if you go to foreverbrazin.com, that's our, uh, our e-commerce site. Currently, you can just buy Chinese herbal medicine for PMS and cramping. In the next two months, after our beta test is done with the app, you'll be able to download the app for free, start tracking your period, and getting insights on how to fix it. Awesome. So if you go there and sign up for the newsletter, then you'll get alerted when the app is ready.
0: Awesome. And uh, again, ladies and gents, follow her on TikTok. I mean, 10,000 people in a week, something's going on there. You're going to have to check it out. Kirsten, thank you very much for being on the program. Really appreciate your time and your energy and uh, all your insight into into something that uh, we as males are so afraid to charter and many women are going through in silence. So thank you very much.
2: It's been my absolute pleasure. And please reach out with any questions, dudes or women, Let's just open this conversation up.
0: All right, ladies and gents. That's all we got for you guys. Uh, For right now, we still got two more shows today. So it's been a packed Business Bros day.
1: So I'll see you in a little while. Peace. And we're out. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income?